So we're going to move into our time of prayer and meditation together. Do take a moment, if you haven't already done so, to silence your cell phones so that you're not disturbed during our meditation time. Our meditation practice is mindfulness. And this is simply focusing the attention on the inhalation and exhalation, being fully present to our breath as we are breathing in and as we are breathing out. As we practice mindfulness throughout the chanting, which helps us to kind of transition from announcements and other activities on Sunday to just really being here for a spiritual experience, we continue to practice mindfulness through the chanting, as well as through our heart math practice, as well as through our time of silence. So I invite you now just to get comfortable in your chair. If you need to squirm around a little bit, by all means do so. Let yourself sit nice and straight in the chair with your feet flat on the floor, uncross your legs, and then let your hands rest comfortably in your lap. And then when you've done that, go ahead and close your eyes and even be aware of the act, as simple as it is, of closing your eyes as an act that is helping you to begin to draw your attention inward. And now go ahead and take a nice, steady breath in, really aware of the inhalation. And then be aware of the exhalation as that breath wants to leave your body. Notice the next breath, really paying attention to the inhalation. And then noticing the breath as it wants to leave the body. Continuing that practice in an effortless, effort way. Gentle and steady. With the next exhalation, practice the feeling letting go. And with the next exhalation, practice the feeling being here. And with the next exhalation, practice the feeling opening up. Continue to be aware of each breath, gentle, focused awareness throughout the chanting, aware of the breath, quieting the mind, opening the heart, stilling the body.
Continuing to be aware of each breath. Allow your attention to go even deeper within. Quiet mind. Still body. Open heart. When you feel ready, allow your attention to drop in the area of the heart. Imagining each mindful breath moving in and through the heart. Quiet mind, still body, open heart. With heart-focused attention, practice holding a feeling of genuine compassion. Genuine compassion. And if your attention wanders, gently bring it back to the breath, back to the heart. And in a moment, we're going to practice together in complete silence and stillness. And I would like to ask that as a community, we join together dedicating this practice of peace, this practice of compassion to the much needed issue in our country, to once and for all, deal with and heal the very real racial challenges that we have, that we hold in prayer, the events that took place in St. Paul, in Baton Rouge, and in Dallas, that in our heart of hearts we hold in prayer that together, anchored in peace and love and light, that we will co-create a just world that works for everyone, regardless of color, sexual orientation, or anything else we've allowed to divide us. And so we practice sitting together in prayer and in peace and in faith, in silence together for the next few minutes.
And now allow your attention to begin to rise with the sound of music filling the room once again, letting us know that we're bringing our time of meditation to a close. And go ahead and take a nice deep breath in. And as you let that breath go, let go of anything that you might have brought in with you this morning that you just don't want to be holding on to. One more deep breath in and out. And together we say, Amen. Amen. And Namaste. Ah, so we are doing somewhat of a light-hearted playful series this month I'm calling Summer Blockbusters as we're taking a look at spiritual practices and teachings borrowed from some blockbuster movie titles. So last Sunday we took a look at Independence Day and we didn't really study the movie but we took a look at what does it mean spiritually to declare our own independence. And what happens when we declare our own independence and how do we go about then claiming the newfound freedom and joy and good that we want to experience in our lives. So today I want us to take a look at the idea of back to the future. How many of you remember that Steven Spielberg movie with Matthew Fox? Kind of a fun movie. Michael, I'm sorry, not Matthew Fox, <laughs> Michael Fox. See, my mind goes the other direction to folks like Matthew Fox. But anyway, the, you know, as I was watching part of it again last night, I thought, wow, this movie takes him back to 1955. I was born in 1956. And so as I was watching it, I thought, wow, the world that I grew up in has changed so very, very much in terms of roles that people play and life and just the way we live today. I was just really struck by how very, very different. And I thought of my parents and wow, what they've seen just in their lifetime of change. But I digress. So the idea, back to the future, what does that really mean? And what does that have to do with us spiritually? What I think it has to do with us spiritually is it touches upon a dilemma that we have in our New Thought teachings. And that is that we've got a lot of paradox. We call it divine paradox in our New Thought teachings. And one of them is the idea that on one hand, we talk very much about and teach the idea of setting our intentions, of having a vision for ourselves, for our future. And then we also talk about but be here now. And that can seem like a contradiction, right? Well, wait a minute, be here now, does that preclude thinking about and planning for my future? Do, does one cancel out the other? And if they don't, then how do I balance both of those? And that's what I wanna talk about this morning because absolutely positively not, they do not cancel each other out. And though they seem to, to be opposites, both in fact are very, very necessary. We take from our Old Testament the teaching quite literally, where there is no vision that people perish. 
we emphasize in our New Thought teachings the importance of thinking about and dreaming about and bringing into our mind's eye the kind of life that we want to live, the kind of world that we want to co-create for each other. We emphasize that, but we also emphasize the practice of being here right now, being mindful of this moment in time. Perhaps you're familiar with this little cartoon of a woman who is standing in line, and right in front of her there is a child throwing a temper tantrum. And the woman turns to the man behind her and says, I really want to learn better how to live in the present, just not this present moment. <laughs> Have you ever felt that way? Yeah. I want to learn how to live in the present, just not this present moment. Well, it is a balancing act. And here is the first of three things I want to talk to you about this morning. One of the ways that we balance being able to think about and plan for the future while still embracing the very important practice of being present and mindful here and now is that we must stand firm in spiritual truth. We must stand firm in spiritual truth. Quite honestly, I don't know how people manage to make it through difficulties in their lives personally or to make sense of senseless acts of violence without having a spiritual foundation to stand on. Because it's in those moments when things look so crazy that you and I have got to have an anchor to hold to. Something that we absolutely know is true no matter what. What are those spiritual truths? What is it that we must stand firm on? In, in Isaiah, there is a saying, if you don't stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. Very wise words. If you don't stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. If you don't stand firm in your faith when chaos and the winds of change and challenge hit your life, you will topple over. To stand firm in your faith. It brings us right back to what are our core spiritual principles. Core spiritual principle number one is that there is a presence and a power in the universe, call it God or whatever you want to call it, there is a presence and power in the universe that is benevolent, that is benevolent, and that is intelligent. And that we, this is a second that follows from it, that we absolutely positively can connect with that presence and power and use it as a force for good in our lives and in the world. We've got to stand firm in those ideas and never waver from them. There is a presence and power in the universe that is benevolent and it is intelligent. When we look out at the world around us, I'm not talking about human behavior. I am talking about the world itself. We will see the proof and evidence that there is a divine intelligence in back of everything that is, that is conspiring, if you will, to move it upward, onward, and towards something better. 
when we can hold to that, we will not be toppled over during times personally or in the world that are challenging. When we get that and understand that we are not apart from that, we are not separate from that, we are a part of that, when we get that, then we know that we can tap into this and we can use this as a force for good, whether it is to create beautiful music, whether it is to create a beautiful family, whether it is to create a movement for social justice in the world, we will know that we can use that force in the way that our soul is telling us it is time for us to grow. And thirdly, we will understand that ultimately everything works together for our highest and best good. Folks, we have got to hold to that. You've got to hold to that when things in your life are difficult. You've got to hold to that when you look out and things don't seem to make sense. You've got to expand your viewing point to support that. The second key is to do all you can with what you have right now. What does that mean? It means that, yes, you think about what it is that you want to bring forth in the future. You set those intentions. You throw them out with joy and passion and conviction, and you do what is yours to do right here, right now. You master what is right in front of you. You master that difficult relationship, at least your end of it. You master the work that is yours to do, even if it is not work that you really want to be doing, ultimately, you still master what is right in front of you. Emmett Fox, one of my favorite New Thought writers, used to teach the idea to do the very best you can right where you are, with who you are, what you know, what you have, and what will happen is you will earn the right to be somewhere else better. That is absolute truth, absolute truth. But the human tendency is often to do something quite different. The human tendency is to say, I will give my absolute best, I will pay attention and be mindful and master what is right in front of me when they deserve it. And then we hold back. I wrote this as a note to myself last night. Refuse to keep waiting for things to get better before you decide to have a good attitude. Refuse to keep waiting for things to get better before you decide to have a good attitude. This is basic metaphysics 101, is it not? Is it not? Master what's in front of you. What's in front of you right now that you've been avoiding in your life, that you really know is there by divine appointment? Is it a financial issue? Is it a relationship? Is it something in your body? Is it an addiction? What do you need to master? What's right in front of you? Master that, and that will be your launching pad. That will be your stepping stone to the next evolution of who and what you are meant to be. Does that excite you? I'm not so sure by the look on your face. <laughs> We want to, oftentimes, we want to be in that next place because we can see it, right? 
but we don't always want to do the mundane work right where we are. That is what earns us the right by consciousness to step into that next new place. That is how we balance, part of the way that we balance the future and being mindful right here. To be mindful means that right where you are, you are bringing your fullest attention and are consciously involved in that moment. Even if that moment is a moment you are using to plan your future, you do it not on automatic pilot, you do it with the full consciousness and awareness, I am using this time, my energy, my thoughts, my feelings, to constructively think about and describe to myself what I want to experience in my life. Or for that matter, to look back. It's okay to look back. It's not okay to live there forever. It's not okay to keep dragging the bad stories forward and the drama around it, but it's okay to look back. And to look back mindfully, fully aware that you are using this precious moment now to look back there to learn and to bring the healing forward. What would happen if as a country we figured out a way to actually look back at some of the things that we've done terribly wrong, to look back honestly, authentically, and say, what do we need to pull forward and talk about and heal so we don't keep carrying forward the residual of the things that we have not dealt with? What would it be like if we did that? We might actually begin to see in our own country a more just and peaceful place. But we have to do it mindfully. See, this works whether we're working it at the individual level in our own personal lives with whatever's up for us that's difficult. But I think it has to be applied in our human family as well in larger circles. Because what we don't deal with we can't heal, but we've got to do it mindfully. I digress. Third point, you can tell this whole issue is really weighing on my heart, very much on my heart. Third idea is to live full out now. Say that with me. Live full out now. Say that with some joy. Live full out now. I got a question for you. What is your soul wanting you to say yes to? What does your soul know you're here to be doing? I'm going to pick on you again, Denise, because I'm so touched by and inspired by your story. When you were here with us the last time, I was asking her more questions about her music and what she does, and I learned that she is a software engineer. I thought, how the heck does a software engineer do what she's doing and doing it so well? And I'm sure she did very well as a software engineer. And she shared that she didn't want to keep doing her work as software engineer, that she really wanted to pursue more and more of her music. That's got to be because that's what her soul was saying you need to say yes to, right? She said yes. In March, she stopped her work as a software engineer to be able to devote all of her time to her writing and her singing and her performing. 
with her partner's support and encouragement. It's been fun to watch you, Christy, listen to her. There was a holy yes inside of her, was there not? Now, God has never told me to quit ministry and go write music and sing songs. And you're really glad, I know if you're honest, you're really glad that God's never given me that message as that's how I'm to live full out now. But if you're paying even the slightest bit of attention, God is saying to you, somehow, some way, you're being invited to live full out. What is your soul saying you need to say yes to? And it does not matter how old you are, and it does not matter how young you are. What is your soul saying to you? And will you be willing to say yes to it? Try that on for size for just a moment. What would it be like? What would you be doing now that you aren't doing now if you were to live full out? What would you be doing? Where would you be doing it? With whom? What would it feel like? And will you love yourself enough? Will you honor yourself enough? And will you trust God in you enough to say yes to it? You may not be able to step completely into it, but I know that there's at least a step you can take to get you moving in that direction. I know it with every fiber of my being. And I know that our teachings are the very tools that can equip us to successfully do whatever it is we are meant to be doing in this incarnation. We simply have to use them. I want to close with a personal practice of mine that helps me to be able to deal with the future and think about the future and create visions for myself and for this community while at the same time practicing being present to this moment, experiencing this moment, enjoying this moment, and being mindful of it. And it is simply these three things. To think with my head, to go with my gut, and to live from my heart. To think with my head, to go with my gut, it never, ever lets me down. And to live from my heart. Namaste. Thank <clears throat> you.